From the heart of the mystery to smell it. Years of violence We are breaking the silence Welcome to the Cocoon Podcast I am part of the Blue Butterfly Institute, a not-for-profit organisation that's dedicated to supporting and empowering victims and survivors. I am here today with the beautiful Tina, the CEO and President. Welcome. Thank you, Ruby. (laughs) Do you want to tell us a bit about the Institute? Um, Sure. We started a couple of years ago, but it's been a long-term dream and vision of mine because I grew up um, in a household that in some aspects was quite dysfunctional and there was a lot of domestic violence and um, so physical abuse for myself and then as a result of that um, perpetrators were able to come into the home and I was sexually abused by um, three different males as I was growing up and in those times it was the 70s people didn't quite understand or realize or talk about they're probably the wrong words but there was no real discussion about sexual abuse or trauma Um, and so you grow up feeling that there's something wrong with you that it felt wrong but no one talks about it so therefore is it wrong or does it just feel wrong and so you grow up with an inherent distrust of yourself more than anything else and more than anyone else And that really, truly has impacted my adult life. And there was nowhere to reach out to. Like, there was nowhere to go for support. And whilst I've received counselling at different points in my adult life, it's always been a dream to have a place where people would feel safe to go to, um, to receive support, to just know they're not alone. I think that makes the biggest difference that knowledge that you're not alone this has happened to other people as well and the things that you feel the things that you experience the behaviors you demonstrate other people do too that's it in a nutshell yeah well that is a very succinct way to describe the institute i think that's beautiful so what kind of programs or tools does the institute offer so we run quite um a strong in-your-face social media campaign aimed to educate people about the impacts of trauma, what trauma is. It's amazing how many people do not understand that some of their behaviours are as a direct result of the trauma that they've experienced throughout their life in, in different ways. There's different types of trauma. It doesn't all have to be the extremes of sexual trauma, which we work with in the Institute. It can be... Well, it's basically how we interpret the stories we create about the things that happen to us and how well we manage them. So it can be as simple as cutting your finger and that could create serious trauma for somebody to the point where they cannot have knives in the house or knives in the home, which makes cooking impossible. I'm being a little bit facetious and a bit off point. But um, so one of our main avenues, we started just before New South Wales went into lockdown. Mm. And so social media was the way for us to move forward. We also run um, the Cocoon podcast, which is starting, obviously, and all these things take time to to bring up. But we've also um, started running sexual abuse support groups or sexual trauma support groups. Um, The distinction being that sexual abuse refers predominantly to childhood abuse. Sexual trauma refers to any sexual crime that's been committed against someone. So we're more open than just childhood sexual abuse. 
Um, and so we run the cocoon. Um, by the time this goes to air, hopefully, we will also have started our, oh, I've got goosebumps, we probably will be, starting our Empowered Voices campaign, yeah. which will which is coming up today at our monthly rumble for yep. the board um, for discussion. And there's two prongs to that. So providing an avenue for survivors to share their stories anonymously. Mm-hmm. But also the first part of that campaign is to um, remind people and victims and survivors themselves that we are not just our trauma, yep. that we are people outside of that, that we live full lives outside of that. And that a lot of us are unreported. So there'll be hashtags in that campaign. So hopefully they get the, the go-ahead today and they will be starting in 2023 as well. And will that be online or face-to-face? That will be online. Both yep. of those will be online um, and they will be through our website with mm-hmm. grabs on um, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So is that just for Australia only or can international people join? Well, Rubes, being part of our board and committee, that will be a question you ask today and we'll come up with a decision. <laughs> I had not thought beyond Australia, but I guess there's nothing stopping people from overseas contributing at all so i mean it is online and trauma is global right absolutely it is yeah absolutely it is so yeah there we go you'll bring that up today during our rumble i imagine (laughs) i'll write that down so how did you come up with blue butterfly that's a very it's a very beautiful name but it's also a very succinct specific name it is do you know and this is the beauty of trauma brain I can't remember. And I have written this down. I have a feeling it's on my old laptop, but I think I've moved it to my new one. I'm not sure. And I should look it up again because it is significant. I think it is on the website. Can't remember if I put it there or not because that's trauma brain. Butterflies are obvious. Yeah. Butterflies are um, the growth transformation, which is why we have the cocoon as our podcast and our support group name. Yeah. it's a safe place where we transform. It provides the right environment for transformation. And we call our um, victims and survivors chrysolites, which comes from the caterpillar in the cocoon. So we're moving through a lot of that imagery. Um, why is it the blue butterfly? There is significant symbolism to that. And be buggered if I can remember it. So I will, we will add that to the post that goes with this because I can't remember. <laughs> I honestly cannot remember. Um, interesting, though, it was originally in my brain called the Blue Butterfly Foundation. Ooh. And I was driving back from a catch-up with a friend, and she said, you know, Institute's probably more encompassing for what you want to do, considering you want to educate and you've got long-term visions. Mm. She said Institute suggests that there's a, a hive of activity, there's a lot of things going on. It's not just the foundation, it's beyond the foundation. Yeah, and it's long-term too. And it's long-term. Unfortunately, it's long-term, because obviously our aim is to eradicate all sexual trauma for people, um, and hopefully we are part of a big group of organisations organizations that are sowing the seeds for that cultural change to happen yeah but it's not going to happen in my lifetime and probably not yours no unfortunately not no trauma is something that's reoccurring and trauma creates trauma it does because we don't heal it and there's a lot of shame around it and that's part of why we do the work that we do yeah so in the bio, it yep. distinctly specifies victims and survivors. Yes. What's the difference between the two? All right. For us, a victim is somebody that is still very raw, still very much in, we're all in the pain process, but at the very beginning of their journey. 
Um, survivors are people that have done a substantial amount of their healing work to the point where they are still, we're always impacted by our sexual trauma. I might be wrong on that. I might be. It's highly unlikely, but I could be wrong on that. Um, so a survivor is someone that's substantially done work. Yeah. And they are in a better position to mitigate their triggers and to manage the impacts. So I think that's the biggest distinction. They've done some work. They can manage their impact of the sexual trauma in their normal everyday life to varying levels of success on any given day. But they're no longer... I guess maybe the real distinction is that survivors are able to share parts of their story. Yeah. That might be it more simplistically said. And I feel like it's also being honest and vulnerable with ourselves too, Mm. to not deny or push away the fact that we are what happened to us and that we are learning to become better people and more our empowered selves because of that. More our empowered selves, absolutely. We're moving back to wholeness. Yeah. We're moving back to wholeness. And it's not... Like, we're good people. Most most people are good people. We're all definitely doing the best we can. Um, I think that it's important for victims and survivors to realise they're not alone. Yeah. To realise that the shame that they carry can only dissolve when they receive empathy. Yeah. The empathy they can most... No, that's not true. I was going to say that other survivors and victims are the ones that can give the strongest empathy, but that's not always true. Um, but empathy is the, the antidote to shame, as Brene Brown says. And as we sh- we can't gain empathy if we don't share our stories. Yeah. But it's not easy sharing your story. And once you come out as a survivor or a victim, people's attitudes towards you can shift and you can lose people. And as you heal, your circles become much tighter. And will the, the Institute will provide strategies yeah. to, on how to overcome that or at least deal with specifically that type of criticism or obstacles? Yeah, absolutely. Our aim is, and people can always reach out and ask questions if they want to. Um, like All of our email contacts are on the website. Um and we've got our basic one at hello at the Blue Butterfly Institute.org.au. If people do want specific things answered, we can always put a blog up or tailor a campaign around it. We're happy to do that. It is important for people to know that we're all volunteers. Yeah. Um, and we do see clients um, personally through online or face to face, depending on where they're based. Um, but we've got limited capacities at the moment because we are volunteer run and led. And. Um, We're working to get grants and finances in to be able to support becoming bigger and being able to support more people. But that will take time. Exactly. But I also feel that because we are volunteers, that really shows the compassion and the drive that we have to help people. Look, Ruby, I am going to cry. When I put the call out for volunteers, I did not expect um, the support that came. 
What's even more surprising is that we have lost a couple of people along the way, not through death, but through them being busy in their own lives or other things coming in to impact their life. But the vast majority of us, all of us in fact, have been here since the beginning and I cannot have asked or even wished for a better team of people, varying experiences, not all survivors, not all victims, um, but very compassionate, kind people who are very committed. Yeah. As my voice breaks. I feel very blessed that these people, all of you, are working with me. Yeah, and I think that's just, that shows what we offer. We are very empathetic, compassionate. You will not feel judged or criticised. I think that's one of the main main type of spaces the institute wants to absolutely offer. yeah and of course you know we're you know we're all qualified somewhat you have mm. accreditations yes yeah so what are your accreditations oh, good work groups um i have an undergraduate degree in psychology and i'm currently studying for my master's yep. in counseling um at university and i also have a holistic counseling um qualification I also have qualifications in other natural healing methods because that's my other business, so in Reiki and um, tapping and sound and meditation and chair yoga and all of those uh, more alternative therapies that have helped me with my trauma along the way. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really important to know that even though we are volunteers, hmm. you know, we're qualified. Absolutely. Particularly Lorna, you know, yep. she's the president of the Australian Tapping Institute. She is. She's the founder. Sorry, part of the founder. And she is the other key therapist yep. working with our um, survivors and victims and their families. So we don't just offer support for the victims and survivors themselves but this impacts families and it impacts relationships so we offer more holistic um, support in terms of we will sit with whole families or with couples and we will do the work together yeah yeah so yeah we're we're and for where we're at and for how long we've been around we're doing quite well I think we're doing exceptionally well actually we are we've received um you know community recognition we have we, we receive, yeah, we did receive from our local award. state member in the Wallandilly, where we yeah. are based. So we are growing <clears throat> and quite rapidly. Yes, we are absolutely. We're definitely growing rapidly, and um, it'll be interesting to see where we are in a year. Yeah, what are you hoping for? What's what kind of uh, what do you imagine or envision the institute will be like this time, twenty twenty three? Oh wow. Um, a stronger capacity for clients yeah that our programs the two online programs will have taken off and be very well supported um, to the point where we have to up the capacity on our website because we're inundated that would be divine um, that people are speaking more grace tame did a wonderful job of raising awareness when she was australian of the year and she stood in her truth as an empowered survivor and has been very honest about the impact of that journey on her mental health. And we started about the same time and we will continue that work as she does with the Grace Tame Foundation, as Blue Knot does, as Bravehearts does. We will all continue doing the work to support survivors and victims of sexual trauma. Yeah, 
And is there any chance in the future you would collaborate if the opportunity came up with those organisations? One of our aims for um, next year, which will be coming up in our strategic planning meeting in a couple of weekends, is broadening our connections with other organisations. We all offer something slightly different. Yeah. And it would be great to have those connections strengthened. Strengthened. And in my clinical supervision um, that I have, obviously doing this work um, that actually came up as well that it would be lovely to start a coalition of organizations that work in this field so that we're not all just running our own race but we're working together collaboratively to change the, the cultural landscape yeah because i mean that's also part of the advocate section as well is in, in your bio you said stuff about um advocating for child legislation changes or in child protection legislation to mandate um, mandatory trauma counseling that is straight away not so many of our clients who have been through the court system received highly inadequate support to do that i'm talking about children um and there is no automatic mandatory counselling for them and i think that is disgraceful because so much of the impact can be mitigated if support is given earlier on and yeah. research strongly supports and advocates for that yeah. so that our governments are not falling into line with that, I find reprehensible. We are not at the point yet where we can do that advocacy work because we are still very much in our infancy and there's only nine of us. Yeah, but it definitely is an aim in the future. Oh, uh, it is one of our three core principles so we advocate for changes to legislation we educate broader community on the impact of trauma on behavior and brain processing and we um, empower survivors victims and their families to heal and there are three visions yeah yeah because i i personally feel that advocating part is crucially important Mm. because like you said majority of trauma survivors are undocumented And it is because there is that fear or that shame, you know, with the court processing as well. Absolutely, It's very traumatic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And without adequate support, people Mm. struggle to come forward. Yeah. I think one of the good things that has happened is um, child protection education in schools because it's made it at least something that can be discussed at home and in schools. Um, Having said that, the processes after that, poor atrocious Mm. and I say that as a teacher who's worked in the system for a long time who has made a lot of mandatory referrals and disclose not disclose mandatory referrals and reports on up the system and the kids do not receive the support they need yeah it's atrocious yeah and hopefully you know we're going to be a part as the institute to help change that hopefully well we will be that's our aim Mm. yeah and my final question is, there is a post on the Facebook page that I really touched me and it was the quote, let us take your hand so we can create something beautiful. Mm. I love that quote, that really touched my heart. How would that happen with people who are starting their healing journey because that's always the most difficult part is starting it truly is we get a lot more inquiries for support than are taken up Um, and that is because starting your journey in healing is terrifying number one you have to acknowledge that something has happened to you um, and that it has impacted you Mm -hmm. and there is a lot of shame and guilt and embarrassment around that and there truly does not need to be 
So if people trust us with their hands, we will do everything we can to support them through. Yeah. Um, and they, the, it is really important for victims and survivors to understand, know and remember that our lives do not have to become horrible creations and dark creations. There is darkness in the healing journey and anyone that says there is not is telling big porky pies. Um, but we can create something beautiful from that darkness and that's what the Institute has been. My darkness has been transformed into something beautiful that is offering flight to other victims and survivors through empowering them to step into their truth and be supported whilst they do it because a journey that is shared is a journey that is made lighter yeah and faster and i feel that is a beautiful way to end this episode so thank you so much tina oh good groups um if anyone wants to get in contact with us we'll yeah. include the details in the description but also there's the website as yeah. well and yes i'm Ooh. ruby stay tuned for next time thanks ruby Telling her story, come on, from the heart of the mystery, dispelling years of violence, we are breaking the silence.